The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Pop. I don't know why I just sang that. Um, you're home for bi-weekly pop culture right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts. And today uh, and every day that we record this show, uh, I am joined by my good friend, my pal. Um, he is He is my pen pal. He would be my pen pal if pen paling was still a thing. Um, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, happy um, middle of July to you. Thank you. Thank you. Same and uh, to you. Luckily, for the first time in a long time, I am not currently stoned during the daytime. So <laughs> I am also I just now realized that that probably means something else than what I'm implying it to mean in this case you gosh darn hippie <laughs> but yeah very excited for the topic today it is as they say a hot one out there man it's pretty hot outside it's a little toasty a little toasty it's a nice yeah. uh 85 degrees here and in, in well, i would take out any day buffalo we're, we're uh playing around in the 90s down here in north carolina are you now yeah, and I know other places are even hotter than us, so I can't be too mad. Oh, uh, yeah, the douchebag Andrew Lenz will probably rub it in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Andrew. <laughs> I had to say that because you love to rub in the weather stuff all the time, so I had to call him a douchebag. Out of love. <laughs> out of love. Strictly love. Well, I think he would take uh, your weather today because I'm pretty sure they've been in the hundreds. So, oh, gross. Over in, over in Texas. Like, oh, look at all the barbecue. Yeah, well, here's your barbecue. You poor Boy, civilization. Yeah. <laughs> you have established on this show. <laughs> you the more you barbecue backwater hillbilly town. If you run into an area that has a lot of barbecue places, best be locking your door. So that's, yeah, you're, that's you're, you here. If if you love barbecue, you're probably a uh, a Hooverville, as they used to call them in the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, what are we talking about today? All right. So today we are talking about a very, very uh, very short-lived, but very, very fun, iconic, cult classic of a cartoon um, in Gargoyles, which I think anybody who was born in the 90s, early 90s, um, you were 90s I think anyone, anyone who was a kid in the 90s, I would yes. assume, knows what this is. And I do think, Matt, that they're either working on or producing or somewhere they're bringing it back. I think they are trying to, they are trying to, I, I, they, I know there's a, they did a comic relaunch last year and their number one uh, issue sold like crazy, like hundred thousand spoiler Matt stats. Um, It sold like crazy right out of the gates. They've also discussed really re-releasing the game. Um, The old Sega Genesis game. I might've come out super Nintendo, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but gargoyles for its very very short period of time honestly it, it was three seasons long but two of them where it was like peak popularity the toys again the video games the just the culture surrounding um gargoyles was overwhelming uh again especially if you grew up in the 90s um if you were born 97 98 99 you're not a 90s kid i don't care you didn't you didn't get to enjoy the culture you uncultured yeah, that, swines what- that's why I said if you're if you were a kid, that means above the age of infant or toddler. If you're a kid yes. in the nineties, then 
you definitely remember gargoyles, I would assume. I, I would hope so. I would hope so. So uh, that is what we are discussing today. Uh, let us hop into our personal history with gargoyles. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect. Frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now here in Manhattan, the spell is broken and we live again. Defenders of the night. We are gargoyles. All right. I, uh, as many children are, I was a young, impressionable lad. Um, around the age of three, maybe four, when I first laid my eyes on gargoyles and that big hunk of man meat, Goliath, and his crusty crew. All right. I was infatuated you know when you're a kid just just i mean everything you, you gravitate towards everything but especially creatures um superheroes creatures and it was kind of like a combination of of everything uh and it was a good show and it, it helped too it always helps too when you're a kid watching something trying to enjoy something when your parents watch it with you and this is one of the few shows that my parents could stomach watching with me power rangers no, too many hand movements, not about that life. But, uh, you know, this with Spider-Man, amongst other things, uh, super like my, my parents would watch it and my mom loved it. My mom like my, my mom loved this cartoon and she knew the characters by heart. And, uh, you know, Gargoyles, it became just just a, a lifestyle for a little bit. Again, I remember having some of the toys. Uh, I remember my cousin, Nick had some of the toys we visited him he lived in he lives in rochester grew up in rochester new york which is about an hour and a half away from where i live now and he had the really cool toys where they came with like a shell like a stone like the stone shell and you could break it off but there was also some really really cool ones and i get excited when i'm shopping around at one of these uh resale places or a yard sale or, or something a flea market and i get to see all these old toys and they're marked up so high. Still in boxes, they go for at least 50 bucks. I've seen them go as high as 100 um, and probably some in better condition, a lot more than that. But um, but yeah, it was a lifestyle, and then it was just gone. Uh, as quickly as it came into my life, um, it, it just disappeared. Uh, and really unfortunate, but I'm glad that there's a very large contingency of people who remember this. And that it's it's coming back in popularity because uh, it's it's really cool. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the episode they have them on Disney Plus. I think. I, yes, I think they're on there. I definitely remember this show have immediately hooking me because I was I was kind of at the age where I was sort of searching. I mean, I still I mean I still love cartoons to this day, but you know what I mean. I was looking for like an a slightly more grown up cartoon yeah. that makes any sense. And I mean, you alluded to it about your mom, but this felt like a cartoon or animated series that anybody can watch. It didn't really talk down to its audience at all. Right. It and, wasn't treated as a kid's show. Basically. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like I, if I'm remembering correctly, I watched this before I discovered the animated Batman series. Right. And but that was like a one-two punch for me. Those two shows. Jeez, what a good era! They really, they really showed me. Uh, I mean, I already, I already loved animation, but it, like it just solidified that love. Both these shows, and it's just something about how dark this series kind of is. Yeah, and the storylines are again felt for when i was a kid felt like man i'm you know 
almost like I'm growing up because I can watch this cartoon in a way, in a weird, strange way. And it was also the first time that I ever remember being like blown away at a at the character voices because I if I'm thinking right, this was by far the first time I ever heard uh, Keith David, for example, uh, of incredibly iconic voice today. And I was also a major Star Trek fan. Okay. And Jonathan Franks does is a is a big voice on this. So, and I remember and I go, that that's the guy from Star Trek, you know, when you're a kid, and thinking how cool I was because I knew that, you know. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you really brag about the things you know, even though really, you know, it's not really it. a lot of people <laughs> knew that. Uh but right. that's what that's what I mainly remember from this show. And I've I told you I also had some of the toys. I definitely had some of the Burger King toys <laughs> for sure. And the one thing that I that you brought up that really sticks with me is this is one of those shows that really kind of comes out of nowhere and just has and it just seems like the most incredible thing and all of a sudden it was gone. Yeah. It's what it really seemed like to me in oh. retrospect. So dude, uh, I just looked up the, gar- the 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 Burger King toys. Oh my god, I remember having that Goliath. You push the spinner. Yes, I had that one too. Yeah, yep. I gotta buy this. I don't have <laughs> to buy it, but I have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, Holy you can find them on eBay. Christ, so. twenty four all twenty four dollars for a lot of them. And I think there's like eight of them or something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's not too bad, dude. These were everything to me back in the day. Oh, oh. but yeah, I'm very excited. So much nostalgia. For- yeah, for sure. I'm very excited for this show to to find a, a resurgence because I do I do agree with you too that it's had a in a way it's sort of like another show that I've always loved, Darkwing Duck. It's a weird comparison, but both are Disney shows. I get you. I get where you're coming from. And that Darkwing Duck was really huge and went away. It seemed like out of nowhere, but there was always this underlying fandom for it. And Gargoyles is kind of the same way. Both. To me, were cult hits because uh, I also have a memory of this had to be, I want to say, early to mid two thousands, and I was at a convention, and it was like when they were first putting out a Darkwing Duck comic book, and I went and grabbed it, and it was like it was very hard to get. So uh, there is a definitely a fever for these kind of things because. Again, the people who have money now to spend are the ones who grew up with this stuff. So they want to, you know, relive these great things like gargoyles. Yeah, they played the long game on that one. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I can't agree with you uh, much more about happy to see the resurgence because I mean, nostalgia sells, and that's what gets us. Our good friend Will on panel discussion every time they release something cool from NECA, right? Ghostbusters, Ninja Turtles. He's like, oh, I gotta buy it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It is. That's a really good will. You like that? I'm gonna introduce. Yeah, I gotta buy it. Yeah. yeah, I gotta buy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta it's buy like it. Neca. Uh, uh, stay tuned for panel discussion. There's yes. like three wheels on one show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta buy. It. There's a Neca. <laughs> I was going to Target the other day. <laughs> uh, I love will. Um, but yeah, it's 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 neat, and there's the following is deep, man. I, if, I think if if there was a just an overwhelming explosion of stuff, it would do very very well. A movie, um, a cartoon again, you know, uh, getting that going, I, I think it would do it would do extremely well. But, um, but yeah, that's that's our personal history with the show Gargoyles. Uh, we are going to now hop into the history of the show. The gargoyles call upon the powers of nature to become new storm power gargoyles. Flamestorm Goliath, yeah. Rainstorm Hudson, Whoa. and Ice Storm Brooklyn. Cool. Flamestorm Goliath's fireball takes flight. Rainstorm Hudson sprays a blast with all his might. And mighty Ice Storm Brooklyn gives Xanatos a fright. Got when gargoyles come alive, evil can't survive. We are gargoyles. New Storm Power Gargoyles, each sold separately. Blocks not included. 
All right. So let's start off with the premise of the show, because I'm sure there's some listeners who have actually never seen it, maybe even never heard of it. Um, well, there's always that possibility. I would hope not. But uh, but yes, yeah, so this is it, basically. All right. So a group of gargoyles, all right, living in the year 994. Uh, they live in a castle in Scotland, and they actually protect. They're legit superheroes, essentially. Um, they protect the uh you know they protect the the local people from villains uh all sorts of different monsters and such um you know and they turn to stone during the stone during the day and they wake up at night really really cool cool like one of the very cool animation sequence to them busting out of the stone like it's almost to me it was like them uh like the power rangers morphing like you look forward to it every episode just them you know breaking out um but they actually get turned on they get big showed uh by their fellow humans uh who and some of them are killed there's a large chunk of them that are killed uh while they're petrified and uh a bunch of the ones that stayed alive were magic uh, they were cursed uh to be asleep forever um until a castle or until the castle rises above the clouds this is the uh this is the this is the 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 curse here. Um, many 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 years later, thousand years to be exact, a guy by the name of David Xanatos, who is a billionaire, he buys the Gargoyles Castle, and he actually um, he has a reconstructed atop of his New York City skyscraper. How cool is that? Huh? I'm just gonna buy a castle and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna move it. It's not high enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I watch that American Pickers show all the time. Yeah, me too. And yeah. uh, some dude had a like a a, a white uh, like a white castle, like the restaurant, just the building, just in his yard, just in his yard. You mean the actual building, a white like castle? The actual building. building, like he he just had it that ripped up from the foundation, put on a giant truck, <laughs> and moved to his house. I'm like, why? Really cool. It's just pooped on the rug. Uh, but why? That's a classic moment. As we near our four-year anniversary, right, ladies and gentlemen, the yeah. moment that started, that kicked us all off, Prince pooping on the floor. It's, he knows what he's doing it to celebrate. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> but he just had a White Castle just chilling in his yard. And I imagine that's what this billionaire guy felt like. Um, just being like, you know what? I'm going to put it. So uh, the castle obviously now above the clouds uh wakens the group all right we have goliath we have and prince just walked into the garbage can um yes we have goliath we have broadway we have bronx we have brooklyn like it's just <laughs> actually really cool names um yeah, they're all they're all kind of named Lexington, after, Hudson. You know, yes, they're all areas and roads in uh, New York City, right? Yeah, which yeah. I don't know the lore behind that. I would imagine that these names they had before, but um, but really cool regardless. And, and everybody has like Hudson was my like one of my favorites because um, dude, he just he just had he had the big swords. He was like uh, he reminded me of, like Gimli, like a taller Gimli from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he's like a tank type character in a way. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Big, strong. Um, you know, Lexington was really cool, too. He he he, he was like a little he's like the annoying, not like annoying, but um, the little runt of the group. There was a lot. Of, again, they were all really, really cool um, creatures uh, And there. But that's really the group. Uh, they find a, a they eventually align themselves with a police officer by the name of Eliza Maza. Um, and, uh, and they, I'm going to ask you this. I remember thinking that her relationship with Goliath was weird, <laughs> like sexual weird. Like, yeah. I mean, even as a kid, I was like, Oh, these two are going to, you know, when you're a kid, you don't necessarily make things sexual, but you're like, Oh, these two are going to get married. That type of thing. Yeah. You know, can you imagine uh, that fast exchange forward. happening and the sun comes up? Fast forward, there's a very PG-13 to R-ish 
<laughs> robot chicken sketch oh, about no. that concept. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. But it uh, it reminded me of that when I saw that recently. I was like, yeah, that that was kind of a weird, strange thing there. Yeah, yeah, just things happen and just the sun comes up and it goes out. Oh, guess I'm not going to work today. Um, guess I can't be a cop today. I'm calling off. <laughs> I'm covered in stone. Um, all right, so. <laughs> But yes, they basically the, the the nice plot of the story, actually very X-Men like where they try to like adjust to the world a little bit. And it, some of the visuals are really, really cool. I'm just just adjusting and being around uh, New York City, which obviously, again, thousand years in the future, uh, a little different. And of course, they're always uh, battling Xanatos, who, again, he purchased and freed them, um, which is really cool. And they had a couple other cool villains, too, but. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of really, really, really tremendous, uh, voice actors here. Okay. Yeah. I just, I mean, obviously we already said Keith David and, and Jonathan Frakes. Those are the two big ones, but Hudson was Ed Asner. Did you know that? I actually, I did doing the research and, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, I mean, that's, that's a classic incredible. name. Yeah. Uh, the guy who did, yeah. The guy who did Brooklyn, who was my favorite is Jeff Bennett. And I was like, I don't know if I know that name, but I do know a lot of the other because he's a big time voice actor, probably best known as Johnny Bravo. Oh yeah, I remember Johnny yeah, Bravo. He's done a and he's done a lot of shows like that, Lilo and Stitch, all kinds of things. Yeah, they, they this show again, alluding to that, um, had just very uh, the voices made the characters. You know what I mean? There wasn't there was no like there's no real hum like like just just kind of just floating. Um, just, just characters, just just with boring voices. They all have very definitive voices. That's I think that's why it stood out so much to me. It was very authoritative, um, but a really really good, you know, great great group of uh, uh, of voice actors. Uh, very good cast. Uh, but let's go into the development portion of this. So they have no really solid creator credit, but there was a bunch of different people who worked on the show and getting it to where it was. Um, the Michael Reeves, he wrote the first six episodes, him and his wife, actually, um, they, they kind of teamed up and wrote actually 12 of the 13, uh, first episodes. And they had some help by the gentleman of the name, uh, of Steve Perry. And, uh, they also all had ties to Batman, the animated series, which is really, really cool. So it makes um, sense too. If you watch it, yeah. the, yes, the vibe is very, very similar. Uh, I think that's uh, again, a part of the appreciation. It's cool that, you know, as you're, you don't realize you're seeing it when you're younger, but when you're older, you kind of know that's why yeah. it, it had a big influence, but, um, but yeah, it was really neat. So they would work on like a, 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 a um, you know, a certain set of episodes. They do all the, you know, everything going with it, writing, storyboarding, animating. Um, and after they developed it, they basically went into the next set. So, um, but it was very, very organized production. And uh, Buena Vista Television ended up picking up a uh, a second season with it. Buena Vista Television is Disney. Basically, it's uh, Disney ABC. I, 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 I I'm pretty sure that's the connection there, but Buena Vista, Lake Buena Vista is a, is a um, place in Disney. I believe that's what they're one of their production companies um, are, but yeah, they got it going uh, rocking and rolling. And the first episodes debuted in 94. Uh, um, so yeah, October 24th, 1994. And uh and yeah, and it, it again, it did really, really well. And then the third season, just things just fell off horribly. Um, yeah, just a lot of moving pieces. It looks like behind the scenes, and uh, and just it, it made for a just a not very good uh, third season. Uh, it was nobody raved about it, and viewership was kind of like declining i don't have those stats in front of me but just nobody was talking about it the way that they had a year prior and they canceled the season the, the entire series after season three um 
concluded. But um, but yeah, they pulled a lot. It, it is really cool. Some of the uh, just the influences and 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 whatnot that that made their way to the show. Um, you know, the lot of uh, pull out influence from Shakespeare. There was a character named Macbeth. Um, in the show, uh, a lot of medieval Scottish history they pulled from, and they also did stuff from a lot of other Disney properties. Uh, Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Hill Street Blues, Bonkers, which is a show I forgot about. Really good Burger King toy run there. Um, and yeah, they did a really, really good job. Um, they did as, as good of a job as they could, uh, in retrospectively, but, um, but yeah, it is currently on Disney Plus, as we mentioned, and uh, it's. I don't think it's been on TV since 2012. I think Disney XD was the last part, really the last place, um, which was like an afternoon Disney cartoon thing. Like you come home from school and you watch it. It was kind of. I mean, that's kind of it though. But it, it again, very very iconic. Uh, they've talked for over well over the last decade probably a decade and a half about doing a film adaptation um even actually probably longer than that which is really cool but um and yeah ton of uh ton of merchandising which we're going to talk about in a little bit but uh they dabbled in card games and uh of course you mentioned the video games they've done in recent years the funko pops comic books uh Multiple videos. Oh, the the Tiger Electronics game. <laughs> oh, oh, that might be a must purchase. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. They're gonna they were wait they're gonna do a remastered version, but they they made a bunch of announcements that, about doing stuff with it, and they've never um never really done anything with it. So um, but yeah, of course we got the main video game. Uh, but yeah, very actually um there's a fun little thing. They had a uh for about 12 13 years. It was so popular that they had a, co- a convention. Have you heard about this? Like their own specific convention? There was a Gargoyles convention. It's a fan convention. It started right. in 1997, ended in 2009. It's called the Gathering of the Gargoyles. And what they do, it's you know, maybe not quite as cool or cooler than Gathering of the Juggalos, but um, I, I mean, this is this is cool. This is actually really cool. <laughs> um, but they they bring in guests, you know, from the various franchise, you know, from the franchise, you know, whether it be the writers, the voice actors, and stuff. Um, and people would dress up as the characters. They'd uh, they they do like fake auditions, like uh, simulated auditions and speaking roles. Um, they do a masquerade ball, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is so cool. And um, and yeah, two thousand nine, it was uh, that was that was that was a wrap um, on it. But that's the history, uh, in a nutshell, so to speak of the wonderful show of Gargoyles. We're going to head on over to uh, Matt's stats. In 994 AD, the Gargoyles' castle was destroyed. A thousand years later, they've landed somewhere new at Burger King. Now your kids can get a kids' club meal with a tasty flame-broiled hamburger, fries, and a drink, plus one of five incredible Gargoyles action toys from the Gargoyles TV series. They can battle the forces of darkness with the Spin Attack Broadway or the Sparkling Spinner, all for a rock-bottom $1.99. Now, Burger King, you'll find great value and some very interesting characters. That's getting your burgers worth. Okay, so for Mad Stats, um, sometimes with these short li- with a lot of the, t- especially a short lived TV shows, um, there is uh, it's it's a bit of an abbreviated portion, but there is some still f- fun stats out there. So as we mentioned, uh, October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four was the debut. It went until February fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven. So lasting three seasons, as mentioned, um, and there was a 78 episodes. All right. Each show ran about 22 minutes in runtime. Uh, there was four VHSs released, um, 
which is that'd be cool to find too. Um, the Haunted was the first one. It was released on October 11th, 1995. And these were basically just um, just like little episode compilations. I know a lot of the animated series used to do that. Spider-Man did it. Batman did it. X-Men did it. Ninja, Ninja Turtles did it. Ninja Turtles did it. SpongeBob did it. Yep. Sp- yeah, SpongeBob, excuse me, definitely did it. These, however, were very inexpensive. Um, uh, just two episode thing. So it's the, the VHS is probably like not. It's definitely not an hour long. Um, but they 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 released four of the hunted, uh, which was episodes: the thrill, of the haunted temptation, uh, the force of Goliath, which was deadly force, and Enter Macbeth. It was also released on October eleventh, nineteen ninety five. Oh, and um, they had the other two deeds of deception, which uh, had episodes: the edge and long way to morning. And Brothers Betrayed, Her Brother's Keeper and Reawakening, released on April 9th, 1996. Um, it was released on DVD on June 25th. The uh, volume two of season two was released. So not a whole lot, but uh, June 25th, 2013, it was released. Um, I guess they also did, I just noticed this too, um, a five-episode pilot called Awakening, and they meshed it into a one whole movie it was like five episodes they, they turned it edited it into one single movie called gargoyles the movie the heroes awaken and it was released on uh january 31st 1995 so um let's see a lot a lot a lot a lot of action figures as uh as we mentioned too there's a lot of kids shows they kind of gargoyles like it came out in the era where they really or people really understood what the 80s meant as far as cartoons, right? Like, okay, we're, we're making cartoons to sell toys and gargoyles was, was, was no different. Right. And I think it's one of the better, better, like one-off I, by one-off. I mean, like short-lived, it's one of the more iconic and, and better, like one-off cartoons that, that, that happened toy-wise. Uh, yeah. And, and I was just looking up again, just to check, but yeah, you're right. Even loose, that means they're not still in the package. Action figures still go for way more than you would think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. They do very, very well for themselves. Um, so a couple of the series they had. Uh, I'll run through some of the series and the different figures. All right. We have the deluxe battle doubles first and foremost. These released in 96. So I, I do not believe these were the first batch of toys, but I'm going in order from this website. It's called figure realm.com. Um, they had a uh, Gargoyles Deluxe Battle Doubles Bronx and Lion. So Bronx is one of the uh, the Gargoyles. I'm not sure who the character Lion is. I- I'm guessing it's one of the villains. Um, Griffin and Goliath was another battle double. And Minotaur and, Go- and Goliath. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is like a heroes and villains. So you get, they didn't re- release too many solo villain ones. So these battle doubles are pretty neat. Um there were some hardwired ones, and they had really, really cool wings. Actually, Johnny, let me send you the website right now so you can keep up with uh, and see some of this stuff here. Um, as I'm looking at it, I apologize for the uh, the impromptu sending here, but there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff, man. I oh, I want it so bad. <laughs> I do. I'm trying to be so good about buying toys, but like, I'm about to buy them Gargoyles Burger King toys. <laughs> uh, I'm really like, like, oh, how much money do I have left on my credit card where I can buy this when I don't need it? And what am I going to do with it? I'm going to play with it. Um, well, yeah. What else? Yeah. All right. I just sent it to you, buddy. If you want to click on that. You. Okay. Uh, all right. So hardwired. So we got, you know, Broadway, Cold Stone, uh, which is really cool. Goliath, Lexington, Xanatos. They had uh, they had a playset. They had the Gargoyles Castle playset, which is uh, I mean it's no Castle Grayskull, but still really really cool. Um, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Uh, Releases for their series one, including all the mains, Broadway, Bronx, Brooklyn, uh, Demona, 
Battle Goliath, uh, Goliath Claw Climber, Goliath Quick Strike, Goliath Stone Armor, Hudson, Lexington, Macbeth with the Strike Hammer, Steel Clan Robot, Xanatos. Um, they had some deluxe figures. These are all from Kenner, too, I, I should acknowledge. Um, Goliath of the Mighty Roar, Goliath with the Power Wings, which I do believe I had. They were actually like material wings if i'm not mistaken uh series two had a lot of the stone figures and they introduced a lot some of the human characters as well they did a flamestorm goliath um it's like elemental stuff yeah lexicon stone camel camel that's that's definitely one that i i had um they had the ultimate scale uh goliath which is like those 10 inch deluxe ones that uh a lot of toy places did and then a lot of vehicle figures too um which are really, really cool boxes. Um, they just look awesome. And yeah, and of course, uh, they've re-released some of the action figures uh, recently. I believe I believe NECA is or has recently, within the last two years, re-released a lot of these figures. Um, real quick, before we go over to Johnny's Did You Know, um, looking at Gargoyles, the video game, which I'm pretty sure I never made it past the first level, but it was still a lot of fun. While it lasted, uh, very, very good reviews. Um, Game Informer uh, gave it an 8.5 out of 10, and it was they said it was one of the better and more enjoyable uh, Disney Interactive games. And that's like, um, that's the equivalent, like, that's comparatively to Aladdin and The Lion King, which were some of the uh, more difficult games, but it always did very, very, um, it always rated very, very high. So it is, it is a very beloved game. I remember renting it from Blockbuster and, uh, uh, you know, however old I was at the time and, uh, and, and enjoying it very much. I don't know. Did you, you played it, right? Did you play it by chance? No, that was one of those. I mean, I played it since then, but that was yeah. one of those that I didn't get to play, but I always wanted. It was, it was, I would always look at it in Toys R Us. It's one yeah. of those games like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. So, um, so that is it for Matt's stats. Uh, we're going to head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? All the humans are gone, taken prisoner, most likely. Then we will find them. We will save the humans. And we will have our revenge. Denied everything, even my Gargoyles, you know, those stone figures that Gargoyles was based on, because those things are real, the stone statues that you see on really old historical buildings mainly. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to dive into that. Uh, they started really appearing in Europe in like the 13th century. And they call it Gothic, right? It's like a Gothic architecture. Yeah, 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 very much so. Uh, they did serve an actual purpose besides some of the other stuff we're going to get into. And that is uh, the early gargoyles were kind of a form of, you know, on your roofs where you have like a gutter system to keep the water from pulling on your roof. That's what these gargoyles would do because the water would come out of their mouths. It would actually keep water away from stone surfaces and stuff like that. We really have been dumbed down as a society. I'm going to go on a rant here about our crappy architecture. They yeah, used and ours to, is just, a, you've seen our gutters today. They're stupid. They're just they're stupid and plain and they get nothing but leaves in them. Stupid. <laughs> I did not know that they were for like a water, like a, a gutter yeah. system. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, well, they actually served many purposes, but that was the actual intention, uh, useful purpose, I guess I would say. Yeah. Uh, where did we get the name? Let's talk about how we got the name Gargoyle and kind of the legend behind them. Uh, there's a French legend, and it's called, forgive me, again, it's French, La Gor- uh, Gargoyle or something like that. Nailed it. I think it's perfect. Uh, I think you're my, perfect. Oh, that's. That's why we're. That's why you're one of my closest pals because you say <laughs> great things like that. Uh, 
And that and the legend kind of goes like this. It's about a dragon that terrorizes the town called Roian. And again, that's another French name that I'm sure I nailed perfectly in my pronunciation. And uh, it, it it just terrorizes this town for a long, long time. It destroys boats. It eats houses, all these kind of things. It's a terrible, terrible burden until this priest shows up and he says, hey, I can take out that dragon, but in exchange, I need everyone here in town to become Christian. And they agree to it. And he actually does go off and defeats the dragon. Is that like a pyramid scheme? <laughs> it's the first, this is also the yeah, first I'll pyramid with, scheme. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll beat this dragon, but uh, y'all got to praise Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do it. Well, there's a lot of Christian undertones to actual gargoyles, and we'll get yes, more into yes. it even more. Uh, the head of the dragon, like he cuts off the head of the dragon, right? And to warn off other dragons, they put that dragon's head on the church that they build. And then that's when the gargoyles kind of come from. And the the word gargoyle is actually French for the word throat, which makes sense if you think about it, because the, what did they do? They spewed water out of their mouths, right? To yeah. Throat. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> Another reason that they would put these on churches and cathedrals, especially, is in the 13th and 14th centuries, most people could not read, right? Like it's, it was actually, if you could read, you actually stood out that you could read. It was a big deal if you could. So a lot of priests and such were like, we really want to give some visuals to get people who believe into our churches. So let's put some scary things outside, and they were mean to kind of convey visions of hell in a way. Like, hey, there's these, you know, these grotesque creatures, and these are the, and you got to come inside for us to tell you how you can avoid them and be protected from them. So that's sort of where another part of that. But the other thing, too, is kind of a double edged sword here, because also during this time, you have a lot of paganism, right? And paganism and Christianity overlaps way more than either side wants to admit yes they they definitely do quite a bit but the church has also thought if we start modeling these creatures these gargoyles sort of after creatures that pagans really held in high regard or even worshipped then the pagans will look at that and be like i want to go inside and see what this is all about so they thought it was kind of a way to sort of get pagans in the door you know the, that's what you know literally like you said sort of a salesman tactic <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you want to get them in the door with uh with what's on the outside and you really sell them when they get in there uh and let's talk about a couple the last things i have here are some of my uh the really more odd gargoyles uh cologne cathedral that's in germany has one that's literally just this guy's head it just looks like a normal person's head. And that guy is actually, he, it was uh, modeled after the longest serving uh, member of that church ever. <laughs> so they, like, hey, uh, we're going to uh, celebrate this. We're going to put your head on this church. You're going to be a gargoyle. Yeah, you're going to be a gargoyle. Uh, and then uh, in, at the Cathedral St. John that's in France, it actually has one that's of... Uh, when they were going to renovate it in the uh, much later during renovations, we're like, Hey, as a way to thank the construction manager, guess what? We're going to put your face as one of the gargoyles. So one of the gargoyles there is the face of that guy. And then I want to be on a gargoyle. I know. Is that not? Oh, we're going to get some even more fun ones here. They better uh, after doing an episode on these things. <laughs> so at the chapel of Beth, uh, Bethlehem, uh, when they were restoring it, they were like, the architect was like, we need to, they want some gargoyles, but, you know, uh, what's a way that we can get younger people really interested in architecture and stuff like that? I know. Let's start basing some of these gargoyles on pop culture. So, at the Chapel of Bethlehem, you have one gargoyle that's literally Gizmo from Gremlins. Wow. Another one is the alien from the movie Alien. 
And there's, and, cool. and, there's, and there's a couple more that are like that. But here's my favorite one. At the Washington National Cathedral, this is in the United States, in the 80s, they held a contest where kids could design what the newest gargoyle was going to look like. And in 1986, a 13-year-old Christopher Rader wins. And that's why, to this day, uh, you can even get they even give out pamphlets here at that place so you can find it easier. That's why Darth Vader is placed as a gargoyle on the north wall. And it's on the north wall because guess what, Matt? As the sun hits it, the north wall is the dark side. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> is that not incredible? That's uh, I'm, creativity and art. Oh, you can find beautiful. pictures of it online, and it's really cool. It's very, very cool. But that's the did you know of gargoyles. Let's get into where uh, this awesome animated series stands in pop culture today. I've been denied everything. All right, so I think simply put, it's it's trying to claw its way back in, and obviously, uh, Mickey Mouse there is a uh, is has the power in the palm of his hands. I am worried though that if it doesn't catch on the way that we hope it does, that this is one of those things that's going to be forgotten for for maybe forever. I I know for a fact that I can ask my brother if if he knows about gargoyles and he has no idea. I know for a fact that I can mention that to him. Like and there's a lot of great shows from that time period too that could do that. And he has no idea. Right. He probably doesn't know what street sharks are. He probably doesn't remember what beast wars are. He doesn't remember any of that stuff. All right. But gargoyles, specifically what we're talking about here, he probably has no recollection at all. Um he was born in ninety nine. So, um, not a nineties kid, sorry, but that's, that's the unfortunate part. A, a lot of these like great cartoons, you know, I, I know you and Andrew tackle a lot of great ones from the eighties. Um, and, and I'm sure you ventured into the nineties with, uh, with a nostalgia fun house. Um, you know, we, we've tackled a couple very, very short lived ones here too. uh, Bobby world, who we almost did a second episode for <laughs> on here, um, amongst other cartoons that we've talked about on here. Uh, they're, they're, they're so short lived. They're, they're forgotten, you know, and they, they just, it's again, they're, they're hot and then they're not, it's, it's, it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse that it's an original IP in that a lot of the ones that people really remember from the 90s, your Batmans, your X-Men, these are all obviously already beloved uh, IP, and they're never going to go away. There's always going to be Batman, right? Correct. So that's always going to bring this back. Gargoyles, however, was its own thing, really. It was an original thing. It wasn't really based on uh, something that already existed. Right. And... That's one of the reasons why it's awesome, but it also, I agree with you, it's one of the reasons why it has a chance to be forgotten. It's kind of the both things because it's brightness of when it shined was really not that long. I mean, it shined really bright when it did, but really it's just a, what do they call it? A flash in a pan? More yeah, that's probably else. the lighting in a bottle, like one, one yeah. of those things. Um, yeah, but for people like me and you who grew up with it, it's just this incredible thing that we want to always uh, have there for people to discover. Yeah. So the one thing I'm afraid of is that if they're able to do the sort of this, uh, bringing it back, if that doesn't do well, then it's, I could definitely see Disney being like, well, we're just never going to touch this again. Yeah, this is it. And it's going to be hard to, it's always hard to entice newer people to an older property. Always difficult. Always difficult to do that. We've seen a lot of things that were gone for a long time come back, and people are just like, eh. You know, I'm trying to think. Uh, And Disney will bring stuff back, and then if it doesn't do well, they literally will just wipe it off of the. We're going to put it in the vault. Yeah. And you'll, and you won't have any way of actually ever accessing it again. Yeah. So uh, they're not afraid to do that, even off of their new stuff. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's very true. So. 
that's gargoyles ladies and gentlemen um that is gargoyles in a nutshell i highly 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 recommend going to rewatch some of those episodes um you know for, for again disney plus they're on there go looking at some of the toys go checking out the video game if you have an emulator if you still carry a sega genesis or or super nintendo go check the, this thing out it really 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 was a cool property it stood out because it was a superhero group but it wasn't main it wasn't like a mainstream superhero group i'd compare it to like a hellboy or a tank girl or like invincible like is it's another that's a like with like that like omni man um you know uh umbrella academy they kind of stood out on their own in that regard um and i think that's that's why the people that remember them were you know love them so much and it's why it's also very dangerous as we said uh that it could quickly become forgotten it, it's probably a um eh, it's a couple generations away from just being just gone so uh so that's that uh next time we show up which will be um uh, our next episode will drop the last sunday of july that'll be july 30th johnny gets choice so we're going to continue on with our cartoon theme month johnny what do you got in the bag for us well Hopefully the episode won't release on a Monday because this character doesn't care for Mondays whatsoever. We're going to talk about one of my favorite uh, cartoons and obviously comic strips. I'm a big fan. Uh, Probably the first comic strip that really caught my eye and made me a fan of that medium. Uh, we're talking Garfield next time on Retro Pop. Very, very excited for this. I grew up around a family who had Garfield magnets, Garfield T-shirts, Garfield cups. It was an absolutely iconic. Um, it's 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 one of those ones that you know it's equivalent to Mickey Mouse, Looney Tunes, all that stuff. It, it hit the mainstream, so. Uh, very, very excited to do that one. It's been a while since I think we've done one of those classic cartoon strip ones. And I think the last time we did was episode three with Kelvin and Hobbs. Probably. Uh... It's probably been that long. So I'm really excited to revisit that. Um, it's going to be a great time. So make sure you uh, check back with us in two weeks. We appreciate you always. And till next time. Oh, shit. I don't have a closing catch thing here uh like a catchphrase but um uh yeah. gar- gargoyles go gar go gar go goyles go 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 gargoyles gargoyles go go gargoyles <laughs>